It is a period of civil discourse. Fans of the Mission to Zix podcast have banded together to devote even more time to the Mission to Zix podcast by talking about it in a long-format fan podcast. This is the Zix Fancast. Welcome to the Zix Fancast, where we will be talking about episodes of the wonderful science fiction podcast, Mission to Zix. Today we are discussing episode 212, Crystal Boo Boo Persuasion, featuring Arnie Niekamp, Adorify, and Matt Young. I'm your host, Adorify, along with... Brandon. And Rebecca. And holy shit, thanks, Adam. Yeah, of course. <laughs> thanks for being on my podcast. Yeah, I know. We've, we've been wanting to for so long. Uh, truly, we've just been borrowing it from you this entire mm-hmm. time, so yeah. uh, we yeah. owe you a lot of money. No worries, no worries. <laughs> so, the synopsis of this episode, the crew pair off for an unorthodox mission on the planet Vorbaum. C-53 waxes paternal, Dar has a talk behind a rock, <laughs> Plek does some introspection, Bargy and Bino bond? Mm. Yeah, so make sure to listen to the episode first, uh, and if you haven't, I... There, what are you doing here? I, I, I can't fathom why you would do this. <laughs> this is a companion piece. This is all wrong. What's going on? I can't even. Uh, and we uh, may very well spoil some more recent episodes. Uh, we're recording as, I believe, 405 is out. So, uh, yeah. Becca, you want to start taking us through? Yeah. Um, I was just wondering, because um, you guys, uh, during the episode, do mention some sort of, like, you know, in-universe sort of references, and you know to use the sort of made-up words. So, like, had you listened to any episodes beforehand, or did they um, give you, like, a primer? Uh, I had listened to, I think, the first two episodes, and mm-hmm. then when we got into the studio to record, um, they did give us a bit of, like, here's the basic stuff you need to know, and one of them was definitely... <laughs> I think they kind of said, like, we assume one, if not all of you, will probably curse at some point. So they're like, just so you oh, know, yes. uh, we say Chuck instead of, uh, you know, F and uh, all that jazz. So. <laughs> you, you could curse on this podcast. Oh, can yeah. I? Oh, fuck, yes. fuck, 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 So, yeah, so we we just got a nice uh, heads up so that we were able to to uh, kind of seamlessly fit that in, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone, they, they seem to, like, wrangle it in. There's only been a couple of, like, live episodes where I think somebody did actually say fuck on a live episode, and they had to canonize it, and that was, oof. Yeah, that was the uh, London live show. It was funny. Yep. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, the episode starts off with uh, Plek setting up Nermit's heat rock, which, it turns out, uh, they'd been letting Beano use whilst Nermit wasn't around. Yeah. <laughs> they put which... him... I, this weird sentient being is honestly the just, and also he's using the heat rock for a lizard bird person. This podcast is great. I mean, it does sound pretty relaxing to chill on a nice warm rock. It, I mean, does it? <laughs> do, does it really? I mean, you know, you got a cocktail in your hand, you're chilling out on a nice warm rock. But on a rock, though, like, uh, it, there's a reason why they have like beds out on beaches and stuff like that. <laughs> Well, let's go through let's go through the pros and cons of a hot rock. One, okay, s- they're smooth. They are smooth, exactly. Thank you. Uh, Two, uh, okay. sweet, sweet warmth. Mm-hmm. So those are pros. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cons, it's hard. Mm, also true. Um, I mean, I guess. But, uh, okay. 
<laughs> I feel like it's more of like a spa therapeutic sort of thing than just something you just want to be like, you know what I could go for right now? A hot rock. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to be pampered, ugh. <laughs> oh, okay. What what just happened? <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so... <laughs> Say Nermit and Bino would probably get along, but that's just sizest. If they weren't Nemesis, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, so like everyone's crowded in, and uh, Plek thinks that there's just too many people bunched up in there at once. And uh, <laughs> really early in, this is when uh, uh, Volm Sunblighter appears and agrees that it's just too crowded. <laughs> there's too many people in here. What? <laughs> yeah, yep, so... Bargy's just letting anybody in, like, not telling anyone. Just, you know, come on in, both the merrier. Yeah, just, you know, this veterans business operation manager and two teens? Yes, some at-risk teens. Yes. Which, <laughs> it, it it's the most Mission to Zix thing ever, to have an at-risk teen droid. So, mm. who, <laughs> Adel, did you pitch that? Or, like, what, what was the setup for this that you guys brought on? Uh, it's been a while. I, I feel like it was like a year and a half ago or so. Um, but I, I do remember, I, I, I'm pretty sure they, they gave us, um, they gave us rope to sort of, uh, figure out our own news. So I think, <laughs> I think the three of us, I think Matt, Arnie and I had, a, had an email chain where we were all tossing out ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that I wanted to play a, uh, a robot or a droid yeah. who nice. is who is angsty. I think we were all looking for, uh, I, I think literally <laughs> the title of the email chain was like um, playing outside our uh, Magic Tavern roles or something. So uh-huh. it was like, what's what's something you, you want to do on Magic Tavern that you haven't been able to do because of the setting? So I, I was like, well, if we're doing sci-fi, I definitely want to be an android or a robot or so- something that's f- more futuristic yeah. than a, you know, a shapeshifter. Nice. Nice, um, nice. And I want to play angsty and kind of a you know young or, or teenish whatever that might be. Yeah, mm. I mean honestly though, like from because I'd been listening to Magic Tavern like a lot longer than I'd been listening to Zix. In fact, like it was the ad on Magic Tavern that got me into Zix. Oh, nice. um, you're the only voice that I was like I could not recognize like at all. Yeah. Oh, of course. And, well, they put a they put a filter on there, so yeah. Yeah. You mean that wasn't you? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt and Arnie are just you know they're talking with no filter and then obviously yeah. I have a filter so I mean, you're, honestly, you're correct to not recognize it yeah no it, it was honestly the funniest thing to me that like i mean like matt has his like booming like whatever voice which kind of fit in with like i'm the you know mission but arnie's just using his damn voice which is so funny to me yeah he's just like i'm an at-risk team yeah <laughs> Which I'm just like, that's that's great. Like, well, it's kind of it's kind of fun. I mean, the episode's kind of funnier if you picture like a 45 year old man being like, "I'm such an at risk teen." <laughs> like having, and, having and, the voice baked in yeah. from Magic Taffer, and mm. everyone's just kind of playing along of like, we know this is a, a sad adult, but we're all going to pretend, right? Yep. Mm. <laughs> but yes, uh, go ahead, Beck. Yeah. So they've got this uh, mission where. To, to sort of scare these kids straight, they need to deliver three crystals to the planet Vorbum. Uh, yeah. Oh, they go, uh, you know, Arnie's like, I'm 17 and a half. <laughs> yeah, you're a bit old to be counting and a half. <laughs> and I'm 17 and a fourth. <laughs> fourth, yeah. But um, of course, being edgy teens, they decide they want cool sounding names. So yeah. G- Gavin Boo Boo wants to be called Drake Fiskin. And uh, AR-33 is mm. Alpine Nightly. Alpine Nightly. 
Did you, so, did you have the names in mind, or is that off the dome? Um, Alpine Knightley was off the dome. On dome. I'm not sure about Arnie. Um, let me. I just actually pulled up an email. Do, do you mind indulging me for a minute yeah, here? Yeah, go ahead. Of course, of course. Uh, so this is our. This is a, a chain that was specifically just Arnie, Matt, and myself with nobody else attached. And here is the the rundown of pitches we had. Uh, number one, teen ride along, which is <laughs> what we ended up doing. Uh, the second pitch was inva- invasion of the body snatchers oh dang um Ooh. not sure what that entailed but we sh- clearly had a discussion about it one of them was minority report style precogs Ooh. together Wait. we predict future crime but we can each only see a little bit of it um, <laughs> and then another one was the alternate federated alliance diplomacy team hmm. so those are the four we did and then we ended up obviously doing the team right along I wonder if they ended up stealing your ultimate team idea and using it later on because we do oh. we do meet an extremely competent awesome team towards the end of the season. Is that the so the last pitch it sounds like was one that uh Alden sent our way. Ah, where, I see. I see. Where I see, he I was see. like this is something we've been wanting to do. So we we definitely ah. um they did not steal that from us. Yeah, oh, fair enough. What what they ended up doing is they all basically swapped characters for an episode, and we're just oh, like nice. basically playing like analogous stuff. You know, if if you did okay. like a body snatchers thing on Magic Tavern, like you'd be playing Arnie or something. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh yeah. God, do not give him ideas. Oh, that's the whole point of this, right? <laughs> okay, be honest. Was AR thirty three your initials and your age? Uh, AR thirty three is my initials and my favorite number. Uh, oh. Why is thirty three your favorite number? Um, I one time in college I took mushrooms and figured out that thirty three was the the meaning of life. Oh, makes sense. You know, you know, classic. Not forty two, controversial. No, 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 uh, Douglas Adams here. <laughs> you know what? I agree. We're, while we're being controversial, I'm on Adams. <laughs> <laughs> forty two is not a good number for that. Thirty three is where it's. <laughs> thank you. Mm. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, Bargy tells everyone to quiet down because she remembers a movie where she scared some teens straight. And she starts to remember it. And it's like, what you do is so bad. And the world out there is worse. So why don't you... Um... Yeah. Ah, I've forgotten the rest. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was almost scared straight. <laughs> and they, yeah, they, pl- they, mm. they rightly bring up, how do you scare a droid straight? <laughs> yeah, that's what I would like to know. <laughs> so yeah. it turns out... Mm. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, yeah, AR33 says that he was specifically made with flaws to be more angsty. So, I do want to point out something that, uh, we went over this in the last fancast episode, but the last one they established that young adult novels in, uh, in the canon of Zix are what teach droids how to have feelings. Mm. So, like, nice. I don't know if you just, like get the wrong ones in your system, but it also sounds like you were built with flaws, so are they trying to, like, make these droids preloaded with angst instead yeah. of having to read books. I assume AR-33 read, like, Hatchet or something and it just, like, fucked them up. Yeah, you know. Not just every- this fear I- of abandonment. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> How many I don't want to these, um... <laughs> How many of these teen robots do you think they're making specifically to relate to teens? I mean, what what I had in my head is that they made this series of robots to, like, specifically try to like buy passages be like i ah, just give them right to teens instead of going the long way and like making them be well-adjusted members of society that's kind of what i had in my head they're just like skipping the teen programming i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think in my head there's there's something about 
all I was going to do was just reflect Arnie in terms of like maybe just like an empathetic robot who just kind of mimics or mirrors what's around him. So that that's I think fair. that was the sort of going into it. I was just like, how can uh, how can I play a robot that's like teenage angsty when that wouldn't make a ton of sense? It was just like I'm just going to be this this uh, guy's companion and just kind of reflect what he what he's projecting. Yeah, that's the thing though. In this in in Zix, like it makes so much sense. Like, yes, th- there is nothing more Zix than like an angsty teen robot. I'll be honest. Definitely, like, definitely. The- <laughs> That robots are like more human than humans half the time, like honestly. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so they try to get sort of, you know, back on back on task with delivering these crystals. Um but immediately that uh, AR starts mocking pretty much everyone. Which <laughs> it's, I mean it's not hard to mock Plek, but uh <laughs> He calls him Jack Fuddrucker, which I'm so happy about. Yes. Uh, Gavin wants to stay on the ship. He doesn't want to do this mission. He wants to send his jets. Oh yes, the jets. Hmm, that is a hard word to say, though. Yep, just <laughs> jets. Yeah, you got to make sure mm. you really enunciate. Mm. <laughs> but of course, his jets are, are pretty poor. You two nerds have never jexted in your <laughs> life. Jex- no, I've jexted. Jexed re but. If you're putting a subject line in your text, you're doing it wrong. Wait, send me one. Uh, alright, here's one. Yeah, read it out loud. Um. <laughs> Come on, George, you got this. Uh. Come on, best friend, you got this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going for it. I'm totally gonna go for it. This is gonna be the dirtiest jets I've ever done. Okay. Just like. Gavin, we're still waiting. Jism. Jism, yeah, Jism. Did you just say the word Jism and nothing else? Jism. Okay, what was the jext before that one? Hi. And the jext before that one? Why aren't you responding to my jexts? Yeah, uh, so he's he's saying that, like, so Barge's like, hey, send me a jext. And it takes him, like, a minute, and he's like, jism. Jism. <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> The most Arnie thing Arnie's ever done. Honestly. <laughs> Arnie's sense of humor distilled into one moment. Yeah, like, this this character is basically Arnie. Yeah. If, I'm not, if I'm being honest. Uh, it's like, if you were gonna... Mm. I was gonna say that the whole text chain was... Why aren't you responding to my texts? Sorry, jexts. Hi, jizz. <laughs> that was That's the serious... <laughs> If you'd been going to send a jext, what would it have been? If I had sent one, oh, you mean yeah. uh, in in the in the sh- in, in the world AR thirty three? Yes. Uh, oh boy, I, I don't even know. I'm not, <laughs> uh, guys. I'm not in character. Oh, oh my god! I'd have to slip yep, into that right. mindset. Yeah. Mm. All right. All right. Uh, but I'm yes, sorry, there... I forgot you were you were method. I'm so sorry. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> you have to listen to a lot of heavy metal first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you did just. You did not just. <laughs> sorry, electronica. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> yeah. But, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, Volm Sunblider is obviously much much better at jets. Yes. <laughs> it sends an actual jets. Mm. Girl, you up. <laughs> I'm going to eat that ass. <laughs> you could do that to an ass. <laughs> oh god. They are encouraging these teens far more than they should be. Also, the line I love from this is 
is this how the program usually goes? Do they talk about eating ass this much? Every <laughs> single time. <laughs> I mean, you can imagine that that is pretty much it. Like, yeah. they don't se- seem that competent. Nope. <laughs> uh, but, you know. Ask Gavin what he did to be scared straight. He's got this eye patch. Yep. That just... That's a red flag. It's an early I, warning I mean, Obviously. I mean, wouldn't you... Like, if if... Look, if you got an eye patch, doesn't that usually mean something's going on? I mean, I don't know about you, but I certainly wore mm, edgy things when I was a teenager. Yeah, but an eye patch? <laughs> yeah, I think I said, I think I tried to help just, uh, help Arnie justify it, where I was like, he's young, we're, you know, trying on a few hats to see what fits, like trying on some different personalities. Just because I remember in college, I was in the theater department in college, and I knew so many people where it was like, almost monthly <laughs> they're just taking these big swings where it's like where once they were wearing like all thrift store like um navy peacoats and blazers the next month they're wearing like all tie-dye and like reading Kerouac and it's just like every I don't know it's just so funny for me to be to just observe how how young people figure it out and it's by yeah. diving headfirst into like a persona that's true. Uh, yeah. So no, I that... I just found it really funny, and I tried to I tried to use that as a justification as well. I know, yes. like, yeah, no, I was with a theater crowd in high school, and there was so much of that. Just people were just like, "Oh, you're doing that now? Okay, great." <laughs> Nobody really cared, but it was still just like, yeah, it's like, oh, you're wearing cargo shorts and a pork pie hat. Like, God bless, <laughs> dude. Like, whatever, whatever you think, <laughs> whatever you think this looks like, it doesn't. But but at least you're trying something like mm. I feel, yeah mm. i feel like most theater kids had like a fedora phase at some point and like yeah where it's like oh, i no. don't know i don't know what my personality is so this hat will do all the talking for me because yep. <laughs> also i don't want to talk yeah <laughs> Fair. but you know mm. oh yeah speak and speaking of edgy ar removed one of his eyes so that was something yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that would make Gavin feel better, but at least they match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, and they also revealed... Gavin also came to school with a cane. Mm-hmm. I never <laughs> came to school with a cane, but I respect that. Yep, you know. <laughs> Doing forward rules. Don't encourage his affectations. <laughs> yeah, I tried but... to immediately spin that into a Willy Wonka reference. Oh, classic. Oh, nice. yeah. The forward roll, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but he tries to get a top hat, like, right away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Squeezing as many cultural references into this show is one of my favorite things that they do, so. Yeah, this is jam-packed with Dave Matthews Band references and stuff oh, like that. Like, oh Friends God. references, yeah. Yep. It's great. So, whilst all this has been going on, Bargy has just, just driven them there. Just just like, getting on with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and they uh, decide to split into groups... <laughs> I also love, like, they're discussing the group so long. Uh, and, Adel, you had a moment where you were just like, are we going to keep talking about this? That, that was <laughs> actually, I... little little inside knowledge, that was me actually being semi, not frustrated, but, like, I think they had said, because there was three of us in the studio in Chicago, and I think they, do they have five or six cast members? Oh, yeah, they have, like, yeah, six cast members. But there was, you know, so there's nine or ten people in the room, and I think up top they had said, um, I think Alden had said, like, we're going to try and split up pretty quickly just so that it's not super muddled or we don't have, like, ten people talking over each other. Mm. So as it kept 
going. I think it may, maybe it was kind of Matt's uh, doing. I was just like, hey, I think they wanted us to split up, right? So I was just trying to, <laughs> to, to jokingly kind of move us along. And then as <laughs> as the show went on, um, I know at least in my scenes, I can't remember with everybody else's, but at least in my scenes, people kept walking on. And it was a thing of like, I, they kept saying, like, let's keep each group separate and have like two or three people per group. But then there kept being all these different walk-ons, so I just found it funny that we were explicitly told, <laughs> you know, like, it. let's let's silo off so that we, we can have this be cohesive, and then you can't help but just be like, but I want to do something. <laughs> which is total, I mean, which is oh, the no, most like... pure improv instinct of, like, I do that in so many shows where I'm like, this scene is going amazing. You know what it needs? A little more battle. <laughs> <laughs> i mean no but also i got that like i, I play a lot of D D, and there's sometimes it's like we've talked about this plan for half an hour can we just kill the thing already oh like, yeah absolutely like <laughs> we've seen it for all, from all angles and i'll take the shot yeah right like you know it's like okay how do we get this exact angle so that all of us can attack this monster at once it's just like i charge it because <laughs> you yeah you know it's funny plans yeah right <laughs> <laughs> talking about plans yeah yeah that's exactly no. why they went over the plan again <laughs> yeah i i have a DD group currently i just i just finished a game last night that uh it was about to go like through midnight like we're doing all Oof. remotely on roll 20 but like if we did not like i i counted and like we started at 6 30 at 11 Jesus. we had not killed one monster yet and it's just like what is going on <laughs> oh my god god guys how are we this bad <laughs> anyway sounds more like r and r oh god so uh yes. there's an ad uh for squarespace also for hog tardicast's uh, advice column yes which mm. i don't think that's been updated the rebellion website so no that's a shame we should, we should remind them we should oh, yeah. yeah but uh yeah. or at least sisu should take it over or something like that <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh They've arrived at the planets, and the first scene we have is a uh, plek with Gavin Boo Boo. Uh, they're going off to deliver this gem, <laughs> and uh, of course he has a, a rebellion issue fanny pack to put his crystal in. Yeah, like the cool, the coolest of all accessories. Like there's some ah, oh, there's something so good about like this like weird discontinuity between like I have a cane and an eye patch and fanny packs, just like the most teen thing ever to be like, I could make this work, right? Yeah. So, Rebecca, you're in England? That's right, yeah. Can I ask, uh, is Fanny not a very wildly different meaning in England? Uh, <laughs> we don't have to talk is, about it, but is no, that no, true? It is, okay. it is, but like that's not, it's like perhaps something my parents would say. Okay, but do people call it a fanny pack in England? Uh, we call it a bum bag. A bum bag. That's yeah. ten times better. That makes better. sense. It is, honestly. <laughs> See, we call bum bags uh, bindles. I thought a bindle was a thing you sort of had on a stick over your shoulder. That's, mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, okay. What a, oh. what a bummer hobo would have over their shoulder. <laughs> That's what Where I was were going we? for. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> but he's two, so... He has two. One from a thrift store. Yep. <laughs> and a vintage t-shirt. Yeah, of course, <laughs> kids are wearing things that they don't understand. Like, it just the design just looked cool. Just hashtag yep. aesthetic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, do you think he's taking, like, space Instagram photos of all this? Yeah. Also, <laughs> I think we, it's it's canon in, in... It's hologram in 6, right? Like... I, 
I can't yeah. remember all the made-up words for the social medias. Good. <laughs> I can't remember the real social medias. You know. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, you asked Plek how he became an adult. Oof. Yeah. Which, what happened between when you were young and now? This this hit me in the soul. Yeah. Just. Like, where, where did where did it all go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. It, I didn't just become an adult. I continued to be the same, and eventually people just went, I can't believe you're acting like that. You're an adult. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Very relatable. Oof. And uh, Gavin just was having an existential crisis. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Adults don't know Adults. anything more than I do. <laughs> That's a hard lesson to learn. Yep. But also <laughs> extremely true. Yep. Un- <laughs> unspeakably true right now. Yeah. Adults oh, give no. the illusion of competence. Oh yeah, this is true. Fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of people you know who I'm just like, like friends of mine who have jobs that are way too important. I'm like, but, but, <laughs> how? How how do you do this adult thing and not fuck it up so bad? <laughs> yeah, and it's like even myself. I'm like, I do this like you know sometimes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's like surely someone must be more qualified than me. I need to talk to an adult. Yep. <laughs> so they find the uh, the representatives of uh, Competent Number One, but uh, it's it's the Sentry Robot who says that he has two children in front of him. <laughs> and it's especially it's just like Competent Two, Children One. You think he has only like seven words? Yeah. So they just ignore him and carry on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which they I find... love. I love that turn. Just to be. Like, it's funny. Just like. Continent children, number one. Yeah. Like, why? Why would you have not replaced the Sentry robot by this point? <laughs> it also, just happens to be that specific. Yeah, at, at least upgrade him so he has more than seven words. Come on. Also, point of order. It's called Continent Number One. Yes. This <laughs> uh... <laughs> clearly the best continent. I mean, also like they're all walking from. I, I... They're all they're... dropped off at the same place, it sounded like. And they're all walking to different continents? It's, it's a tiny planet. It's all within walking distance. Have you played <laughs> The Outer Wilds? No. So that's... No, I've heard that's great. Yeah, no, it's... it's All the planets are super tiny. And so, like... And the whole the deal with this is that, like, these crystals need to, like, power the planet or something like that. And uh, yeah. in that game, there's a planet with, like, a black hole in the center that, like, slowly collapses. Oh, damn. Like, and um, so I imagine something like that, which is like, hey, we're all going to collapse this black hole if you don't give us these crystals right now. Yeah, I was going to ask, what did you think? Like, how do these crystals generate power for a planet? I... Lasers? It's lasers, isn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it, it's the space. Mm. Yeah. What do you think, Ado? Oh, boy. I think it's um, I think there's tiny creatures inside. And yes. when they mm-hmm. die, they emit a gas that powers mm-hmm. the crystals. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the crystals are porous, so that gas slowly seeps out, giving life to the planet. I agree. You know what? That, what else could it be? I mean, lasers would be prettier, <laughs> but okay. Actually, you know what? Bees. It's bees. Bees. <laughs> it is so funny, like, during the during the episode of, like, we had this task, and it was like, I kept forgetting about the crystals. And then I think yeah. during, during my scene, you know, somebody walks on and they're like, do you have that crystal? And it's like, oh, sure, I got it right here. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. And it's like, where were we? Like... Totally, like, I I could care less about whatever sort of plot is happening, where I'm like, I just want to have a fun scene, like, I don't care. I know. Mm. 
No, we we have a lot to say about that one too. Just mm. like, anyways, let's all right. Let's finish the, this one off here. Yeah, this, so, uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, uh, Gavin keeps getting all this really good sort of positive feedback from adults, and he starts getting more confident and like you know standing taller and. He's like, I learned a lesson from that. Oh, like, did you learn a lesson? No, not really. Didn't get anything. Nope, got nothing. Nope. So Gavin learned that uh, you shouldn't be scared of what people say to you, because you are you inside, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. I was not expecting actual words of wisdom from this podcast. Especially from Arnie. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. I, I don't mean that. <laughs> No, but it's just so, honestly, the the fact that Arnie's a teen in this is just so, it still hits me. Like, mm. he doesn't change his voice at all. <laughs> <laughs> I also would have just expected, I think, I don't know if that was, like, Shane, who does the uh, sound design, uh, just being like, I'm not going to change Arnie's voice at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could Ar- pitch it up or something, but. Both Arnie and I cannot do anything vocally. And Matt can, but it tends to be, I'm in command leader voice. Yeah. So I think that's the uh, that's the limit of our range. That's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I've listened to uh, Matt on improvised Star Trek, and mm. that um, he's basically it's it's like going halfway to Usador sometimes. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes sense. Look, so don't then, you yes. Know, do what you know. Anyways, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I was say then we do we do get to your scene with uh, Alpine and C fifty three, and uh, yeah, he thought it would be more exciting. He could be doing any of this from home. Yep, <laughs> just give him a lot of aggression. <laughs> Come on, Dad. It's just like well, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not your dad. Uh, we'll see. What? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I made it like a threat. No, it's it's so funny, no. Like, honestly. Like, just have it, like, because uh, C-53 is like the, the straight-laced character, and having him have to respond to a teen is so funny. Yeah, I think I was trying to wrap my head around, like, what would a robot be angsty about? Or, like, what are what are the ones, like, a one-to-one with uh, an actual teen? And I was like, well, a robot wouldn't have any... Uh, parentage growing up so i was like maybe mm. he just like oh, true. um what do you call it when like a bird like uh imprinting imprinting like imprinting yes. onto him just being like you're the first other robot i've seen perhaps and immediately i'm, gonna, my dad. I'm gonna assume that you're my dad and if you're not yes. like i'm gonna try and convince you otherwise yeah, that makes sense <laughs> it does honestly because like although he says he's he's 17 can we assume that he was actually made relatively recently or because it'd be weird if you had, like, a 17-year-old robot hanging out with a two-year-old. I mean, yes, but, like, <laughs> I assume, uh, <laughs> I, I think angst must be, like, a one-to-one process to get as much angst as a teenager has. You just mm. gotta, like, you know, let them sit in the angst vat for 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> I like that term, angst vat. You know, what else is high school? It sounds Except- like a like a Polish dish or something. Uh, yes, we need to go to the angst vat. <laughs> Can I get the plate of the angst vat? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I am Polish. <laughs> yeah. Ja. What are you saying? <laughs> Hello, fellow Polish Who are you people? calling German? I am Polish. <laughs> Nine. PM is the time. I'm Polish. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
God. I know. We gotta we gotta get through. We have so much of the episode to get through. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I was thinking if um if he's just been created recently and they've programmed him to be angsty. I mean, it was it's fairly valid to him to be angsty about not having like any familial links or anything. Like I just mean, yes. shoved in with this seventeen year old teenager. Yeah, you know. Surprised he's not angsty about that. I don't get to pick my friends. But you know. Yeah. He just wants to read poetry. Yeah. I mm. you it's before you read the poetry, you, you did a, a vocal warm up. Mm-hmm. You, you, you rattled that off really quickly. That she brews a proper cup of coffee in a copper kettle pot. I am reading that and I can't even get that out. Copper oh yeah. Pot. Well, like I said, I was a theater major, so ah. I immediately was able to access some uh, some vocal warm ups, which I thought was funny because uh, you know as I'm doing them, I'm like a robot doesn't need a to <laughs> the vocal cords are not going anywhere. Like I mean, but, oh, oh well, I'm halfway through it. Okay, there's there's another robot like in the first season that comes out who just lifts weights for no reason yep. <laughs> just to lift them like he doesn't get any benefit from it like sure nope. yeah just... so again completely in universe <laughs> well i loved who's the who's the guy who plays uh who played opposite me uh jeremy bent jeremy 53 yeah uh, jeremy was so great in terms of like he did two things that i thought were such i mean he did several great things but in terms of um benefiting me or like a bump set for me to spike down one was that he thought my warm up was the poem, and that became like a fun game. Like that was so <laughs> yeah. that was so smart of him and such a gift oh, yeah. to me. And then the other thing was when I said, when I just randomly was like, I feel like I got bees in me, and he gave me such a great gift of, do you? It's like, <laughs> oh, now I can say I do because because <laughs> instead of him being like, oh, that sucks anyway, to to or or to be like, there's bees coming out of you. Just to stop and be like, I'll give you the choice. Do you? And it's like, well, now I want to say yes, of course. <laughs> was such a gift. Like, the, okay, it, I did he, eat bees. He was, yeah, which is it's little little things like that, which I think indicate like a good improviser. Just very mm. generous um, moments. I, I thought that guy was great. I know. And uh, one thing I know, Zix, actually, you're able to take bigger swings, I feel like. And they, they've said this because they have the opportunity to like edit it out. If they're like, that doesn't work, yes. <laughs> which is nice uh, on this sort of podcast. Just giving you the opportunity to play in the space. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the metal clang. That That's the poem. Which that's is it. beautiful. Well, there was going to be more, but uh, they bumped into the representative of continent number two. Correct. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, we're just having a moment. Oh, nope, I'll just be over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many like asides of the show. It's just like, oh, well, excuse me. Uh, our mission could wait for a second because uh, we got to talk. Don't worry about the crystal. Everyone's about to die, but yeah, you, you guys do what you're doing. Yep, my whole continent is moments from death. Uh, we've been <laughs> waiting for this crystal, so thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, in the middle of trying to get these crystals, AR just comes out with that he has nightmares. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Android's supposed nothing. to have nightmares. <laughs> this, what do they do to this fucking teen droid? <laughs> I think I was grasping for like what what's everything I know about robots and I think there I caught a glimpse of like uh do androids dream of electric sheep. I wonder and so I was like, was I don't it, know, yeah. that's a thing. Um but I didn't want to put too fine a point on it, so I was just like, I'll just say I have nightmares. No, it all works, honestly. I need to know what kind of nightmares that droids have though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are, but, are you going to be like having nightmares about like machinery or like 
I don't know. Because, like, humans have nightmares about, you know, going to school wearing your underpants or whatever. Yeah, I, 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 yeah go ahead. I assume it's kind of like uh, almost like a sleep paralysis thing where it's like being ah. being plugged in but not being able to move or like uh, joints Ooh. rusted or wires frayed. Like, I assume it's, it's sort of a um, deteriorating uh, situation. Oh, wow. Oh wow! Yeah, no that that makes a lot more sense. Like, I'd say like cogs that don't fit exactly right, like an OCD. Mm-hmm. Sort oh man! Of. <laughs> Some good droid body horror. Yep, you know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but uh, the next scene is Volmdar and Nermit. Mm, Yeah, Nermit is got... just starstruck. Oh bless him! Yeah, because it's know. a veterans' missions operation manager. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Volma's trying to just be like, hey, why don't you ride on my shoulder, champ? Oh. But Dara's just like, hey, we need to talk about... Nermit, please leave. Yeah, because of trying course... Trying to get to some things. Yeah. Sunblighter was telling Dara about his days in the monarchy where they were having truly depraved orgies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just... And uh, it's like, hey, Dara, you've never engaged in an orgy? Oh, not a small, intimate orgy such as that. Yeah, just a tiny double-digit orgy like that. Yeah, the, <laughs> the numbers staggering. Anyways, just that's more, like, that's more a convention at that point, surely. I mean, <laughs> why not? <laughs> orgy con twenty two twenty. Oh jeez. <laughs> Look, if if a venue would let them, I'm sure somebody would. Woof. Anyways. Oh, could you imagine the cleaning bill? Nope, I can't. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> but you know, uh, mm. they they pop back and it's just like, "Hey guys, we're a couple. We're a couple." Mm, yep, yep, yep. Just trying to make it work and power this yep. continent. Mm, continent number three. Yep. Just but Herbert's the third third wheel again. Of course. So whilst uh. Um, some blighter says that they're the uh, the envoy there to give them the crystal. Do they have anything to give to them? Some, just some advice about love. So yeah. Nermit's going to take some really good notes. Where where Dar and Fulham are going behind uh, that rock over there? <laughs> the ass eating rock. Yeah, the ass eating rock. Oh god, I can imagine there's a, a sign on it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> just like welcome Carved to carved into it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, you know? it would be a welcome to sign as opposed to a danger sign. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I yeah. Can you imagine, like, you know, when they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, go up to Makeout Point." Like, otherwise, like, no one named it Makeout Point. It's just gets in all the kids. It's like behind the bleachers. It's where all the kids know to go. Yeah. To sneak away, munch some ass. <laughs> it just that particular rock just gets mm-hmm. so much. Something about it. Maybe the shape of it. I don't know. My first thought is this is a sentient rock that will eat your ass when you're not expecting it. Yeah, that that monstrous nonsense like was the yeah. first thing that came in my head because it's a sci-fi, of course. Well, of course. I think if we're picturing it as a sentient rock that eats your ass, I think mm-hmm. now we know why lizards like heat rocks. Well, there we go. Hey, there hey. we go. We figured it out. We've come full circle. Yeah, there you go, so to speak. Anyways. <laughs> so It's canon. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so Bino and Barchi are the next. Oh, we have this wonderful little scene with Bino and Bargy. Bargy's saying, like, oh, I was 14 years old. An agent found me in the middle of space. 
yeah, this, this is a slightly horrifying story, especially in the Me Too era. So, uh, there's one thing I want to point out from this. Mm. Uh, Bargy apparently was in a bar mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. was underage. She yep. is a ship. She is a spaceship. Yeah. Both of those things seem... <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of things about this show are difficult to imagine. <laughs> I... Which is one of the things I love about it. I mean... There's literally no limit. Yeah, just like, first off, spaceship at a bar. Huh? Yep. What? <laughs> uh, second off, what is underage for a spaceship? Yeah, I wanted to ask about that. There's a legal age f- for spaceships? And also, what do they serve at this bar? Yeah. And why? Do I want to know what it is that ships can't do under the age of 18? Nope. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to Gavin and Pleck. Mm. Gavin is just riding high, you know, and Pleck is a little, uh, little distressed. Yeah, he's getting a bit angsty. Yeah. So speaking of body swaps, it's almost like they they have swapped um, mental conditions. <laughs> Gavin feels older, might have grown and grown a goatee. Yep. He gets Pleck to hold his top hat and both of his fanny packs and his eye patch. He gives him all of his uh, at-risk teen uh, affectations. Yeah, yeah. So of course Pleck just puts them on. Yep. And then the sentry goes, child, to Pleck. Child. (laughs) Pleck, deck setter, child. And we get another actual, like, you know, nugget of wisdom. Saying that uh, it's okay, it's like a horoscope. You can look into it and think it's talking about you. But, but it's yes. it is. It but, actually yeah. is. <laughs> it is actually, yeah. But yeah, nope, it's a good 100%. point. <laughs> it's a very, very accurate, very specific horoscope. Mm. Anyways. Back to uh, C and Alpine. Yeah. Where we get to the, the bee scene. I feel like I got bees inside me. Do you have bees inside you? Is that... Yeah. Mm. I found a hive and put it inside one of my mouths. Mm. Yep. So, you know. I feel like I got bees inside me. <laughs> I found a hive and put it inside my mouth. One of his yeah, two I th- mouths. <laughs> I think I said I had multiple mouths. You which did? I don't, Why not? I don't know. Yeah. Why not? It's like, at this point, did you have any sort of, like, mental image of how you thought AR looked? Um... I, f- I assumed his face was, like, in his chest almost, where it's like he doesn't ha- maybe have a head, but he has, like, a face in his chest and then multiple oh. mouths, like a tier of mouths going down. Oh, that's yeah. fun. That's I was pi- picturing sort of Steven Universe sort of body, body horror stuff. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why is... What, what's with... Becca, are you okay? What? Robot body horror. <laughs> Got a lot of that going on today. I can't help it if this is what this episode is making me think about. Okay. I suddenly realize I have a fetish. <laughs> it's robot body, robot body horror. <laughs> Excuse well, me, I need to go and draw we... something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so he talks about how some droids are fitted with a restraining bolt, so you can't have feelings. And as, mm. you know, restraining bolts are actually terrifying in this world, but like, you know. But I can understand why AR would want one. Because, like, sometimes emotions, they're a bit much. Oh, yeah. As a teen, be like, mm. I could just not feel things. That would be great, right? Mm-hmm. Feeling's the problem right now, right? I assume that's, like, the equivalent for, for young kids is, like, uh, cocaine. Yeah, that fixes all the problems, right? Numb what I'm, uh, this cavalcade of emotion. Yeah. And that's what all the cool kids are doing anyway, so... Cocaine? What? No. <laughs> Bees. Bees are what the kids are doing. 
Oh yes, of course. That's that's what the uh, the cool teen droids are doing. Yes, bees. Oh yeah. I also do want to point out when uh, you release the bees, they do say like "Happy Summer." See you at yeah. camp. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of teens in this app. Also, point out that uh, the representative from continent number two is like, "Hey, can can I leave? Because you've been locking arms around me and then unleashed a cloud of bees at me." <laughs> I think but, there was you know. a moment where, when they were all saying bye, I think somebody said bye bees. Or they, they, bye uh, bees. Several people bees. said bye bees, but there's something where I was like, I think someone's setting me up for like an oh yeah bye bees mm. reference. Oh. But I totally, in the moment I missed it, but then once the scene was done, I was like, ah, sh- shit, I think I missed somebody trying to pass me a, a pie uh, here. You did not pick up what they put down. I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't get uh that that was a missed reference until mm-hmm. you know sometimes there's jokes that just slide by and nobody responds but that one that one i didn't pick up on all honestly i think i think i'm fine with it fly, sliding by but then there's the inevitable like twitter backlash of like this Ugh. joke was right there how did you miss it and it's like i don't it's it's the jeopardy um uh, rule of like when you're on your couch watching jeopardy and you're like you idiot it's easter island you fucking moron like screaming oh at your gosh. tv yeah i know yeah when you're in the moment you gotta yeah. you know no, I get that 100%. Yeah, some people on Twitter need to chill. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? But, uh, yeah, we're we're back to uh, Ner- Nermit, Volm, and Dar. Mm. Just, uh, Nermit's just still getting advice. Just, you know, mm. have fun and be honest. And There are some sounds in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're done. <laughs> we get to go. Yep. <laughs> we're all set, so we've got the crystals, so... But uh, yeah, Volm somebody he has he has no shame. He values honesty, so he just tells Nermit straight out that they went behind that rock and did despicable, unspeakable acts to one another. <laughs> just making Nermit confront reality is so like, good. He must he must have realized by this point that there was a well they won't they thing with, with Nermit Dark is like <laughs> Yeah, it's just like hey, I realize there's just all this tension, but I don't care. Yeah. It's funny to me that it's that uh, several times Matt was like, "Eat that ass, eat ass rock," <laughs> and then he comes out from behind of it and he's like, uh, "We did unspeakable acts." I'm like, "I think you ate ass. <laughs> You've already mentioned it several times." Yep. Why? Well, why know. all of a sudden are you? You know, nope. you're coy now, all of a sudden. Now that you've done them, they're unspeakable. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think it's it's, it's worse to make Nemet imagine what they were doing. <laughs> but you know. Barty just picks everyone up right there. Yep. Which again, I, she could have just dropped them off, but you know. But no, the lesson is always come behind the rock. Yep. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and he, Matt really put a fine point on. I came behind the rock. Oh, that's yeah. what I did. Come. Chisel. <laughs> I think this is the first episode of anything Matt, Arnie, and I have done together where Arnie yells Jism, Matt says come, and puts a point on it, and I made no sexual reference. Yeah, you really. It's very, very rare. Like typically, I'm right there in the in the shallow waters. You said you wanted to do different things and step outside I what you know. normally do. Boy, I really stretched my abilities. Yeah. Well, you know, may, may, there there might yet be time again. We'll you know. Let's finish the episode. <laughs> we <can> get. <laughs> mm. So yeah, Plex thinks that uh, that they all learned a lot today, but sometimes in the uh, <clears throat> opposite direction of what they were expecting. Yep. yep. Uh, C and AR learned a lot about sharing emotions. 
and how repressing them can be bad. Yep. And, uh... Plek also... learned that uh, growing up isn't as simple as getting older. Yeah. And Gavin learned the same thing, but in a positive way. Yep. <laughs> I love how Gavin also goes like, you helped me a lot, champ. Champ. Plek. <laughs> I mean, you really killed that mission, Gavin. Oh, oh, thank you. You know why you helped a lot, champ? And also it's like, oh, Plek, you're now wearing a lot of the warning signs. Maybe you need to be put in the program. Oof. Yep. Yeah, the mission made him angsty. But uh, that eye patch, I I also love that he gets it here, and he's like, later on, that eye patch is very important because he loses his eye. Yeah, that eye patch is still on the show today. Yeah. Yeah. He he basically gets uh, Zerg infested, and then, you know. Wait, Arnie's Uh, eye patch is still in the show? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, literally that's part of the canon because, like, they had to rip out his eye because it had, like, a bug infesting it. That's wild. From, like, that he was, like, being puppeted by this, the the grower mind, so. Yep. Yep. He just wears it now. Yep, it's in all the fan out. <laughs> yep, has to be. Yep. Uh, but anyways, uh, Bargy mm-hmm. finishes the scared straight thing and it's just an ad. She remembers yep. at the yep. end. <laughs> Discount commercial. Yep. But yes, uh, Volm gets a message and says that, oh, they have to leave right that second. They've got a new mission. They've been tasked with getting a group of bees back together that spent a wonderful summer together. (laughs) (laughs) That's the point they put on the episode. (laughs) Except before the credits. Yes. Yeah, it turns out that, that, yeah, they have more missions because they have to bring back the monarchy. (laughs) Yes. What a twist! And Vol was like, I'm so proud of you, my natural born sons. <sighs> Again, we have to figure out a way that the droid is the son. Mm. Sometimes I hate doing this show because how how am I supposed to explain that? <laughs> God damn it, Matt. It, it's it's canon now. Yep. <laughs> I, I like the the uh the ship going to the bar and being underage you question and then you're like but you know i love it but then matt's like my natural born sons and you're like can't do it <laughs> i'm just I'm like quitting the show well <laughs> i don't know it's it's probably some black mirror robot shit i mean honestly we've kind of hinted at that like bargy's like the the consciousness of an actress or something like that maybe like oh gotcha yeah mm-hmm. maybe that could explain it i guess but also oh, doing that to a teen is very awkward. <laughs> Wait a Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I can explain it. Oh, no. So the way they made these controversial teen droids is because they oh. actually put angsty teens' consciousnesses in droids. Oh, no. Oh, maybe yep. it was Gavin Boo Boo's twin who died in a tragic accident and got put into a droid. Okay, that went way farther than I was going to, but Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think Gavin Boo Boo had a twin that he yeah. ate in utero. There you go. But then they took the the conscience of the eaten twin and put it in a droid. Sounds about right. Yep. Solved yep. it. Next. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's about you know, it's about Venture Brothers level of logic, so I can I can deal with that. Uh, anyways, but um, and you know yeah. how someone gets pregnant, right? Jizz. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Yay. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I also want to mention that the after credits bit oh, where uh, you, where, yeah, no, where you insert yourself into the canon. 
Yep. <laughs> Force very forcefully, which I enjoy very much. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think but... I said, uh, you may not always hear me, but I'm there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Also, you also literally said, it's canon. <laughs> I, I think after the recording, uh, I think they, they enjoyed that so much that they... I can't remember if I did it or not. I think they asked me to send them snippets of me saying random stuff. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember if I did or not. I don't. I, we. I don't think we've heard it through the rest of it. So that's the. Yeah. Uh, I think if if they would have been able to do it, that would have been yeah, funny. Yeah. But like, they just edited th- as an after credits blooper gotcha, sort of yeah. thing. But I yeah. think they're like, if you can send us some lines of dialogue, we'll try and work those into future episodes. But I, I maybe I didn't do that. Um, but I, it was funny. I re-listened to this episode last night, and it was funny to hear the like post credits. They stopped using the filter on my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Do they typically that's- do like an after? credits uh, bloopers kind of thing yeah oh, yeah. yeah always yeah, without yeah. the voice filters which oh, oh really jarring but always interesting because sometimes you'll think like winston or or seth was doing a voice and it turns out it was someone completely different have, have you done that with other podcasts you've been on just like been like i'm in this mm, not that i, I like can, it's an opportunity not that i can remember <laughs> yeah i think it was just a funny thing of like I, I in my head i assumed you know it's if there's a spaceship with a fleet it's it's almost like star trek uh mm. tng where it's like there there could be a character that you see once and then you never see them again for 10 seasons but you know they're there somewhere like oh yeah in some cafeteria or something so it makes sense i was just like Definitely. oh we'll just insert this guy in here my goal whenever i guest on a podcast my number one goal i have two goals one ruin the show yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two make myself indispensable to their show well I'm going to have to remember this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, that raises the question of how are you going to ruin this show? <laughs> remember when I sc- Don't. screamed jizz? Yep, that does <laughs> Minutes <it>. ago? <laughs> but, so Adel, would you, would you want to be back on uh, Mission to Zix? Is that something you would, if they were like, hey, we want you to, to do it again, you know? Is that something, like, you'd be... Yeah, absolutely. I need to... Th- that's a show um, that... The little I've heard of it was was fantastic, and uh, guesting on it was such a blast. So it, it is a show that I'd like to binge and catch up on before I guess it again, oh, just so nice. I can have like uh, I think it's always helpful to just have like knowledge of a show before you guess in terms of like if there's a, if it's episodic. Um, yeah. makes sense. Ideally, and I think the to me the the best possible scenario is to if myself JPC and Aaron from uh, my yes. other podcast Hey Riddle yeah. could all guest. I think that would be super fun. Oh, please. I need it. Please. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of that, uh, Becca, do you mind if I go into my uh, my eye on canon? Please. Um, so, this is actually something. Since we have you on, I could pitch this directly to you, Adel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this is um, where your teen droid character would be able to come back on. Okay. Uh, because the crew, along with you, needs to infiltrate a teen droid school as, <laughs> as teen droids. Uh, so, they all have to pretend to be teen droids. Uh, and they try to root out a dust dealing operation, which dust is the drug in in Mission to Zix. Okay. Um, but it turns out the teens were just pretending they were dealing drugs, and the crew unintentionally turns them into like monarchy supporters. <laughs> and of course, which is your mission all along. Nice. And uh, the what what I was pr- most proud of is the title, uh, which is Twenty One Jump Drive. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yep. So uh, <laughs> congratulations, applause, applause, thank roses, you, thank roses, you. roses, curtain call, curtain yes. call. But I think that would be perfect uh, for you to pop back on. I mean, look, if, if uh, I mean, Aaron and uh, JPC would probably make great teen droids also, to be honest. Yeah, we should just be three teen droids. 
Yeah. Or maybe I'm grown up and I have my own teen droids. Well, you have to be infiltrating the teen droids. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> that would also be funny. Who would be, like- uh, of the of the Zix cast, who would be, if we did like a cross-pollination, who would be the best at like riddles that we should invite onto mm. our show? Ooh. I feel like I've talked to Alden a few times because we're like Twitter friends, but I, um, I don't know the rest of the cast well enough to know who would be mm. best. I am inclined to believe that... I'd say Jeremy. I, I also was about to say Jeremy. Yeah. Okay. He's very quick and very smart. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, honestly, Shane, who does the sound effects, probably would also be very good. Because <laughs> he... I mean, he's spending hours and hours and hours trying to figure out, like... He spends 40 hours an episode doing the sound design. That's which is nuts to me. Bonkers. Yeah. Yep. He, I think he spent... Was it? It was either eighty or one hundred and twenty hours on the season premiere this this time Jesus. around. Yeah, but it was like so long and so detailed. Yeah, Ad- Adel, if you do a re-listen, you have to use headphones because oh, yeah. it is staggering the amount of like detail he puts in. Really subtle and like traveling from ear to ear, and oh, are they spending like fifteen grand an episode? <laughs> no, like that's the thing. No, Shane just. The, uh, all the Patreon money went to recording a new theme song, but wow. like a lot of the what stuff, like Shane, yeah. Shane is just a sound designer. He, yeah. Like they take passes on editing and then add all the sound and filters and all that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, it's oh, yeah no, we've, we've had him on and like, we hear the raw audio versus like what he does and like layers and it's incredible. That's wild. Ridiculous. So, yeah. Uh, but for a, for a scene, I would have liked to have seen, I just wanted to hear more of Alpine's poem. <laughs> oh, that was just an after credits poetry slam. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that would have been great. Yeah, <laughs> I assume it would be uh, it would it would continue in the vein it was going. So it'd be like metal clang, rust, compact, compact, daddy, come home, and then it, so it'd be it would be uh, interwoven sort of uh, metal daddy issues. Yeah, metal terminology, and then like slowly revealing to be more and more daddy issues. And just eventually, it's just daddy, 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 daddy. daddy. Error. <laughs> <laughs> daddy went to get some oil and never came home. <laughs> Four or four, dad not found. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Becca. So we have a couple. Uh, let's let's try to wrap up with uh, Becca. Do you have any lore you want to? Uh oh, we're gonna wrap up. So oh, my no. name? No, <laughs> I can't. I'm not even gonna try. You know, you know someone's metal. Good at, you know clang, someone's good at metal. rapping when they start with "My name is blank." <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just, I'm, I'm pulling the, the escape hatch right well, now. Well, like, why it is possible, and I'm here to say, <laughs> <laughs> I love eating granola every day. <laughs> Right, yes, more. So, uh, yeah, C-53 can hear hushed conversations from a distance. He also has a poetry subroutine. Uh, there is a planet called Vorba. Uh, during the monarchy days, there was a position called a Grand Plut. Uh, and there was a lot of orgies. Uh, apparently the oh. age of... Mm? Oh, God. Uh, I, uh, mm? Is it called Vorbum because it's about eating ass? Mm. Oh, no. Topical. But... Vor. <laughs> yeah, Vor but is bump. a very specific. Uh... I know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm really I... glad you interrupted me to bring that up. Thank you, Brandon. Okay, great. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
Speaking of, apparently the age of adulthood for ships, as well as for people, is still 18. Uh, there's a type of hammer called a Therusian hammer. Uh, there are planets with continents that derive their power from crystals. Uh, there is... Uh, 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 sorry, uh, Bargy was signed to an agent at 14. She couldn't read at the time. She visited huh. bars when she was underage, and young droids think it's cool to put beehives inside them. Yeah. Checks out. Yep, yep, yep. But, um... Oh, beehive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome beehive. Oh, Nailed it. Yes! Nailed it. See, I ruined your Crushed podcast it. again. <laughs> and you've also made yourself indispensable, so, uh, same time <laughs> next week. Because I, I introed it, I hosted it. Yeah, Who's going to do yeah, that intro? It is your podcast. Me? Yeah, we can't not now. I mean, you're the executive producer. I mean, it's not like we can get rid of you. <laughs> the chief executive overlord. Of Emeritus, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's go to the fresh and whack moments. Uh, my my fresh was the natural born sons, just yeah. for the sheer brain power needed to comprehend it. Mm, well, for mine, I couldn't decide if it was fresh or whack. I just have um, AR33 and Gavin Boo Boo. Both doing more growing than Plek managed. Oh. <laughs> the lack of emotional growth and the emotional Burn. growth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my uh, my whack moment in that episode is Nermit's I'm not having fun at all. Because that's always just a heartbreaker. Oh. He's just like, oh. Just got to feel for a little weird lizard bird man. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah. What was your uh, fresh and whack moments, Adol? Oh boy, uh, I think fresh is. I liked when uh, when I said that I had found my dad, kind of thing, or or um, the daddy issues were, robot. I guess uh, at the end he had said uh, that he's. I, I saw him as my dad, and then Arnie replicated that, and he called um, Plek Champ, Plek. which is yes. what a, what a father would call. Because he goes, "You can think of me as your dad." Which is yeah. just so yeah, dumb, and, which is so dumb and funny. <laughs> and then I think what made it fresh, or like what made it funny for me, was the fact that he called him Champ, which is you know, yeah, yeah, definitely the cherry on the cake. Yeah. And then whack, I would say, was how much planning we talked about up top. <laughs> oh. Get right to it, guys. Get right to it. Oh my god. I did appreciate how quickly into the episode they got you guys in. Because usually we have like, I don't know, five minutes before the guest shows up on the show. Well, I think yeah. Matt made his entrance before maybe we were supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, go ahead. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, there's plenty of times when like somebody has just like either like popped on too early or overstayed their welcome. Because because like usually it's like, hey, we get to where we're going. But it's like, I'm already here. Like, <laughs> There's it's one funny, time where somebody pops back onto the ship being like, I snuck aboard the ship. <laughs> we did. We, I think there's just a funny thing of breaking that um, rhythm because we did. Hey, Riddle Riddle recently did a, a episode with Dino Demi Adejuibe. Oh, yeah. I, so we, I don't actually. But... Uh, he's a fantastic uh, comedian, um, writer, uh, Twitter celebrity. But we did, did an episode. Did he host um, oh, Punch ahead. Up the Jam? Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Gilmore Guys and uh, a bunch of oh. other stuff. But oh, okay. but we had we had him in the studio and we typically do the same thing where the three of us banter for five minutes or so and then we interview the get inter- introduce the guest and I think mm-hmm. we had said just a two or three words and we said something dumb and Demi immediately was like wait a second no I want to chime in and we were <laughs> I think we all like literally gasped we're like what's going on and then it's like oh yeah you can talk whenever you want but it's just in, in your head you develop <laughs> these space. like unspoken you know 
unspoken uh, templates of how things are going to go. So it's, I think it's mm. great when someone just sort of takes charge and it's like, here's what yeah. I'm going to do. And it's like, oh, this is great. You're, you're uh, pushing us outside of our routine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Got to keep you on your toes. Absolutely. Yeah, you know. So yeah, uh, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Yes, yes, Brenda? yes. Would so, you like to uh, to plug anything you have to plug, Adol? Um, I am on a show called Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is an yeah. improvised fantasy podcast. You can check that out. We just celebrated five years. Yeah, um, five years in Foon. Yeah, and then uh, my other podcast, which is uh, almost two years old, is called Hey Riddle Riddle. It's uh, mm. me and two other improvisers, and we try and solve riddles, but we mostly uh, discuss them, dissect them, and do improvised scenes along the way. Mm. And then JP Riddles invades occasionally. And, and then... JP Riddles invades, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I have a tabletop, a sci-fi fantasy tabletop RPG called Phase mm. Shift. Yeah, uh, it's available at uh, robots.church. Mm-hmm. So you can get it there. Um, our Facebook is facebook.com slash ZixFanCast. Oh, Becca's Kofi oh. is Kofi.com slash Becca Paintmore. Oh, okay. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> whoops. I had been saving up to come over to the next live show, but that's probably not going to be happening anytime soon. Go. <laughs> I'm still having to work. I'm really unhappy about this. <laughs> what do you do for, what's your like, uh, nine to five. I'm an archaeologist. You're an archaeologist. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing with podcasting? <laughs> you do real stuff. That's incredible. What do you dig? What do you mostly dig up? Um, we I work for a, a commercial company, so like whenever they want to build a house or put in a road or whatever, uh-huh. we have to go and dig up whatever archaeology is there. Yeah. So it's not like we get to choose to go and dig a Roman villa or anything. Make sure it's, it's not like... cursed or anything. Guys, yeah. I know you said we're ending the podcast, but can we just have two more minutes so I can pester Rebecca about what's the coolest, oh, 100%. Thing, you've... What's the coolest thing you found? Uh, well, the, the, <laughs> the coolest thing that I found that I thought was cool was um, I found in a, a sealed prehistoric pit um, a little uh, chalk nodule that had, had a crosshatch pattern carved into it. What? And it's like... It was it's about sort of six thousand years old, and like to think that no one had like seen or touched this for six thousand years before he just chucked it into this pit once he'd done doodling. You know? That's insane. Yeah, it's that's cool. pretty sweet. Because like usually people expect you to say, "Oh, like, I found like gold coins or I found treasure." It's like, nope, chalk nodule. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm 37 and I'm screaming jizz into a into a my laptop, <laughs> and you're finding six thousand year old chalk pit. Like what? A- where no, did you I got go a cooler wrong? job. No, you got a cooler job. <laughs> what did you get to open the pit? Was there like, yeah? So like, because um, we excavate sort of like uh, areas about the size of a football pitch, sometimes much larger, depending on you know if it's houses or roads or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have to dig um, sort of representative amounts of whatever's there, and because it's usually in the countryside, it's like rural stuff, like ditches and pits and post holes and stuff. So it's usually not very exciting things i mean i consider it a good day if i find a few fragments of pot but every once in a while you'll find something really exciting so i'm surrounded by a few fragments of pot (laughs) Ah, lucky um but did you sorry did you open the pit like did you get to see what was inside the pit yeah i mean so like when we we dig um you know discrete features as in you can see the whole of it you'll dig half of it so you know i 
you dig half so you can have a like a look at what the uh, stratigraphic layers were so you yeah. can see if say it was left open and like it gradually filled up over time or if they deliberately backfilled it so gotcha. each one will mean something different for what the pit was used for or you know what they were getting up to at the time but it so. wasn't like bones chained to a wall or something no god oh, in, in my so mind cool. I'm, in my mind i'm trying to like sensationalize it yeah or i like, clearly it was like some little torture dungeon I mean, yeah, you find the occasional murder dungeon. Oh, yes. I told my husband the other night that I'd had this cool dream where I I dreamt I'd found, like, a cemetery with, like, uh, skeletons, you know, wrapped up in chains and stuff. And he was like, that would have been my nightmare. (laughs) 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 Oh, okay. Well, thank you for Uh, indulging me. No, I will talk about archaeology for hours. Just try and stop me. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... What, uh, oh yeah, we were doing social media. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, our website is fancast.space. Our Twitter is at zixfancast. Yes. Our uh, Patreon yes. is patreon.com/jtfa. And our bit bitly link? link this week, yes, yes is bit.ly/teendroids. Teendroids. Teendroids, all one word. <laughs> And thanks to Mission to Zix for, for letting us, you know, talk about the show. And when we do use clips, use clips and all the permissions and stuff. Yeah. And thank you again, Adel, for coming on. Yeah, thanks so we much really for inviting appreciate me. It. Yeah. Um, we'll try to uh, get you. We'll try to nudge the crew into uh, getting you back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. please do. They won't uh, return my yeah. calls. Oh, well. Oh. <clears throat> we okay. still need to have them on Magic Tavern, so... Oh, that'd be amazing. We'll have to reach out to Alden at some point anyway. Well, we will make this happen. Yes, please. Mm. All right. (laughs) Through the power of podcasting. (sighs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, So uh, with that, uh, toot, toot, toot. Toot, toot, toot. Toot, toot, toot. Toot, toot, toot.